Hey everybody, welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 540 from October 23rd, 1997, a Thursday night show. Closing out the week with guest Tom Silver, hypnotist and uh, man of mystery, and uh, Sonny Garcia, the surfer. Tom's making his first Classic Love Line appearance, well first known appearance, but we think this is the only one. And some fans may recall that Tom previously attempted to hypnotize Adam on the Kevin and Bean Morning Show sometime in 1995, it seems. There's a video floating around the internet you probably could find. Sonny Garcia is a surfer and also seems to be making his only known classic love line appearance. It's his debut and final episode, I think. A nearly complete fan copy of this episode, about an hour and 25 minutes roughly, transferred by Colin, has been online for nearly a decade, if not longer. But now we have the complete official studio tape. So thanks to Colin, uh, many people have already heard part of this episode, but now you finally get to hear it in full, in high quality. As per usual, this is recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician. Contact Dr. Drew and Mike Cathal on the current day love line. 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One as well, and PodcastOne.com, home of Fair Podcast. Mahalo and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. <laughs> Two. Welcome Love with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. I'm gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Love Line's meant for an adult audience. Love Line may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. Oh, boy. All right. So uh, I gave the phone number out. All right. Tonight we have uh, a couple shows going. First off, uh, we have uh, Master uh, Hypnosiser. <laughs> Master of Hypnosis, Tom Silver, is in here. Hello, Tom. Hi, Adam. How are you? Hi, Doctor. Um, I'm a little cranky, but other than that, uh, I'm fine. Sonny Garcia will come in here at 11 o'clock. He is a uh, master surfer, and uh, he's out here uh, promoting uh, Board Rider Expo, which will be the 25th and 26th. I think uh, he's the number two guy in the world, uh, one behind Kelly Slater, and we'll uh, talk to him about something I know little of, which is surfing. Drew, you know anything about surfing? Not anymore. I know Sonny is from Garcia, though. <laughs> Sonny's from Garcia. Whoa. Oh, boy. Whoa. It's going to be a long this night. That's why you're cranky. Why? Because I'm tired? Yeah, because you're out of it. Okay. I know Sonny Garcia is from Hawaii. And we can get to the bottom of the whole Mahalo oh, good. Okay. thing. Yeah, I'm okay. sure he'll know all about that. I think it uh, says it on his uh, wetsuit. All right, so first, let's talk hypnosis. Um, Tom is a guy I know from the K-Rock Morning Show. He's a bit of a regular on the Kevin and Bean Show out here in Los Angeles. Does a, uh, an amazing job, and, uh, and we're friendly as well. Yes, we, we are. Uh, we are. It's, uh, there's nothing gay there, although... Uh, I think there could be. Yeah. yeah, there could be, but I don't think we're going to allow that. We're, we're, you know, have, we're, did, have you left any post-hypnotic suggestions in Adam's head from the times well, when you hypnotized well, him? Well, absolutely, and that's to believe in himself, to be more successful, ah. to get what he deserves in this life. Mm. And, you know, our minds are very powerful, and we only use about 12% of our conscious brain daily. I use 9%, thank you. Yeah, well. 
And, I want to mention that. And, and, and when you're hypnotized... dealing with his porn collection. Yeah. Is, is it almost like cracking open your skull and stuffing in things that otherwise couldn't permeate your thick skull? Well, what it is, it's actually breaking the barrier, what we call the critical area of mind, the barrier between our conscious and subconscious mind. You know, as human beings, we have two minds operating simultaneously at once, our conscious mind and our subconscious mind. And our subconscious mind is 88% of our mental strength. And that part of our mind actually is where our life script stems from. From birth to about five years of age, everything goes into one mind, a subconscious mind. Now, do they have, uh, I don't mean to uh, so question go, you. Go right ahead. Tom, if uh, in fact that sure. is your name. Yes. <laughs> do this they week. have data to back this kind of up, Can, uh, this, this, uh, these uh, allegations up? Can they substantiate this? What? The what scientists. Allegation? Well, allegation. that everything from age to zero to five well, well, goes it's, into it's, your subconscious it's, it's, mind. It's axiomatic now. Yeah. I mean, it, which which you know sort of theory you adhere to? It's all so based around the same say stuff. Some say from from birth to three years yeah. of age, or pre-birth, or pre-birth. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. But but, but our guys. but our mind takes in emotional feelings, our subconscious mind, and and that's the inner part of our brain. You, you rely on this a lot. I mean, this is sort of where your instincts come from, and you know how your memory works, and how you you talk about how your mind functions. Right. That's utilizing subconscious impulses to, to generate conscious thought. Yeah, your subconscious identifies and associates with your conscious thoughts. And actually, all the listeners, every one of us have been hypnotized before. When you drive in your car and you're daydreaming, your subconscious is doing the driving for you. You're on automatic pilot. You're hypnotized. Right. Listening well, I, to radio stations, watching movies, it's forms of magnified concentration, actually. I, I do realize that there are certain that there's a certain amount of time that you spend on the planet that is just in pure autopilot mode. For instance, right. the remote control for my TV set downstairs uh -huh. is different than the remote control for my TV set in my bedroom. Right. And every single night I go in there and hit the mute button instead of the volume button because I sit down and watch an hour's worth of TV in the living room, and then I go up to my bedroom and turn the TV set up, and my thumb knows where to go. This is why Adam couldn't be hypnotized in his mind, because he's already in a He's already a in what we stage. call environmental yeah. hypnosis, yes. and yes. there are people walking around that Well, are this is why, hypnotized. like, when you climb into a rent-a-car, yeah. you yeah. turn on the wipers when you think you're turning on the headlights for mm -hmm. the first 15 times. Subconscious conditioned response, actually. Yeah, but it has to be that way, because yeah. If it wasn't that way, you would spend an hour trying to get in your house every night. You'd be fumbling with the keys. You wouldn't know where the light switch is. You know, or you'd I mean, never learn how to play the piano or something. Just like think, that. Drew, and nobody knows this better than Drew. Think how refined you, um, you've you made the, the process of leaving the studio every night, <laughs> for instance. I mean, how long does it take you to get in your car, crank up the opera, fire up the Volvo, and hit the freeway every night? You know what I mean? I mean, think you've seconds. whittled, you've <laughs> shaved seconds off of that every night. Yes. And and if you put yourself in another location and in another vehicle, uh, you'd add five minutes right. to it. All right. So what's your point here, though? Adam? I have no real point. <laughs> I got to kill two hours a night. Oh, okay. That's my point. Okay. But but anyway, folks, um, hypnosis is definitely a real legitimate therapy. It's been in practice for hundreds of years. Started in the Western world with Dr. Mesmer in France, but actually goes back to ancient Greek. Uh, times. You know there was a Greek god, the god of hypnos, the god of sleep and the alleviation of pain. Hmm. Right. Which uh, actually happened Napopotamus? a year ago. <laughs> All right. Hey, but you know, I had hypnotized you the other year privately. Do you remember that? He claims he was not hypnotized. No, right. no, you came into my office. Right. And you had some goals. There was a new TV show ready to come out. Right. There were certain fears and self-doubts and right. certain things that you wanted to be able to overcome so that you could do the very best you can. You right. Did it. You did and it. And I think that it did work for you on the private therapy. 
Because oh. look at what's happened. Look at the show. Look at the look immense at, success. Yeah, well, look at your confidence. Look at the calmness. Oh, you're uh, the one that did, instilled this in him? I Created this him. monster? Uh, actually, yeah, we uh, gave you suggestions to sleep better at night, too, when you're ready for sleep. Actually, I'd like you to take a little of the confidence and the calmness back because I'm about ready to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too confident and uh, too relaxed now doing uh, doing the His national radio I, program. I argue with him about this. His perception, though, he was not hypnotized then. I, you know, people sometimes what? distort that perception. Uh, now, you know why yeah. people have the mis. Conception well, it's that scary to lose control. Well, the fact is that, that <laughs> just because you remember everything doesn't mean you weren't in a right, receptive state. Right, right. I mean, that's brainwave activity, which stems from our conscious brainwave right, But not activity. if I'm remembering the uh, secretary turning off the coffee pot in the next room and stuff like that. That doesn't count. Well, no, I didn't even remember that. So right. I think you must have did a little astro projection. <laughs> here, here uh, leave my ass out of this. Here's uh, my point. Huh. When I uh, First off, Tom is very good at what he does. There, there's no doubt about it. But I have this certain um, lucidity that causes me difficulty. Like, for instance, if I'm sitting down watching TV and um, the street light comes on on the window behind me, my head flips around. I mean, I'll jump because because I, I, I notice everything, I hear everything, right. and, and that's how I am, except for when I'm talking to someone face-to-face, because right. then I'm noticing something else that's going on sure. somewhere okay. else. Okay. But when you hypnotize me, you got right. me into a very uh, nice state of relaxation, right. and you told me all the things uh, that I wanted to hear, and I think, I think it was definitely positive. I don't right. think if you would have told me to cluck like a chick and I would have done it, because I don't think I was in uh, that deep. Yeah, well, a lot of people have a misconception that you lose control, whereas under hypnosis, if your magnification, your focus and concentration is eight times stronger than normal, it would stand to reason that you have more focused control than ever before. So, right. so you wouldn't do anything which is against your life script. Plus, not everyone goes. Yeah, but I'm talking about whacking off on the air every night. It's not against my life script to well, cluck like a chicken. Right. Believe right. me, that's but, nothing. But you would do it if you wanted to do it. You have a certain fear of losing control, and I know, and I, I've seen that with you. Just like with the guys on the morning show, Kevin and Bean. There's a certain fear of losing control, which is fine. But what I'm trying to say is, un, under hypnosis, you really don't lose control, but your focus and magnification of suggestions are concentrated. Right. It's almost as though a suggestion isn't just reaching your conscious mind. Cognitively, you know what you want in life. It's getting that subconscious to go with the program for you to be in control of your mind instead of your mind dictating your emotions and your control. Right. Right. A okay. witness to your thoughts. So uh, you should be so, in control of your mind instead of your mind telling you. Yeah, how many people walk around getting angry, getting upset, getting unhappy, giving themselves negative suggestions, right, walking around? I'm, I'm getting pissed off yeah. now. Drew? Yeah. No, I was just kidding. Oh. Oh. All right. Well, hold on, Tom. Let me jump in for a second yeah. here. But you weren't in a deep trance to hallucinate. That's exactly what I you, was. You uh, were not there. I was. I was. Uh, I was under, and uh, every one of his suggestions took. But um, I don't think I would be a good subject if you're doing a stage show right. and you wanted somebody to entertain the crowd. Only 10 or 15 percent of the population go that deep the first time. Okay. Well, them. hopefully we've found that uh, percentile tonight because yeah. uh, Gina and is it uh, Jamie? Gina and Jamie, we have a few volunteers outside that we're going to bring back in that we pre-hypnotize. Right. That's another confusing situation. When people see someone go into a trance instantly, they, they think, how can that be? It's, it's so uncomprehensible. The fact is the person was given a post-hypnotic suggestion and was previously to go back hypnotized. In, yeah. Yes, to go but, back you know, in. I, I'm, I can look uh, at Drew used to. Drew, you did this in high school, did yeah, you not? Yeah, I used to scare yeah. things. Drew, do anything to get laid in high school. No, when I was, when I was like uh, 12, I watched a stage show and I thought, right. let me try that. I tried it. I could do it. Yeah. 
and here I was, I'd entertain my friends until I was like 18 or 19. And then finally I thought, ooh, what am I, what am I messing around with here? Yeah, so absolutely. Fun. In fact, if you're going to practice hypnosis, hypnotizing people, I recommend that you have some training. Go to a clinic, an institute it's, it's of a, higher learning. Hey, could you, could you hypnotize Drew tonight and get him interested in the show? No. Oh, have, well, that's kind of a hypnomiracle. <laughs> yeah, I, have, I, have oh, I have to want to do it. I have to want to do it. I can't do everything. Yeah. Maybe medicine might you, help. Yeah, you, can't go, you, can't, you can't force him to go against every fiber no, in no. his soul, no, can you? That would be Finding against his life script, he won't uh, it'd do be that. like uh, it, it, we'd probably get him to uh, kill his family first. But you know what I want to attempt to show you folks and to show you two guys this evening is an age regression, having someone go back to a childhood memory and reliving that experience mm -hmm. again, going back in time. Our minds are so powerful. Amazing. Right? It really is amazing. And I show also past life regression, whether you believe it or not. Sometimes our problems might All stem right. from some other. Well, path. these are uh, these are things we're going to uh, get into tonight. And yeah. and Tom. Um, Quickly, yes, sir. Give us um, three of your major hypnotic achievements. The things that are really going to make people uh, sitting in Minneapolis say, well, "This guy's uh, a force to be reckoned with." Well, my number one achievement was this last July, where I went to Taiwan. I was actually the first uh, hypnotherapist from America in into the culture in Taiwan back in 1994. I created a method called interlingual hypnotic transinduction. I hypnotized people through interpreters in foreign languages. And I hypnotized people in Mandarin Chinese through an interpreter, Dr. Wang. <laughs> oh, actually, Jesus Christ. I set a world's record. I hypnotized 3,800 people in 1995 at a world's record show. But, but what I really did was I saved some people's lives. I worked with people that had major stress disorders, suicidal, post-traumatic stress syndromes, multiple personality. But the biggest achievement was July of this year, and I'm going to show you folks this and show you guys this. I was awarded a plaque from the Minister of Defense of Taiwan using hypnosis with criminology helping to create some kind of conclusion to the one of the biggest crimes in Taiwan history now when I talked to you about this about a year and a half ago you're telling me it was top secret right I'm not saying exactly what we did and what I did with the team I worked with in Taiwan but what we were able to do was use hypnosis in a way what do you scare we got some double agents uh, no, no, listening no, a bunch of stone 15 year olds but the way we were able to use hypnosis was to really save some people's lives that actually might have been <coughs> prosecuted for crimes they never committed mm. how many people are in prison for crimes maybe they didn't commit oh they all deserve it so Please. anyway, so uh, that was one of my big accomplishments. Also, uh, hypnotizing my wife to give birth to our daughter seven years ago was wonderful. The biggest. <laughs> you best mean you thing humped her while she was under? No, no, during labor, actually. Oh, during labor. Yes, without anesthesia. Really? But I did hypnotize a gentleman six years ago named Jeff Loudon in Minneapolis who wanted to stop smoking. Three years ago, he survived a brain tumor operation, two surgeries. He had 5% chance of surviving the surgery, and he had one year to live. He survived it, and the surgeon said the reason you survived is because you had stopped smoking three years earlier, and the size of your brain had shrunk enough for us to remove the tumor. So to me, that's like a real rewarding story. I, I helped the guy stop smoking, and it saves his life from a uh, tumor. So not only is there an entertainment facet to this hypnosis, but there's a actual uh, medical uh, benefits to reap very from hypnosis. Lots of chemicals. True doesn't like it because it doesn't involve Upjohn and other major drug manufacturers. That's not true. Yes, it's true. Drew. Yeah, but uh, Dr. Drew, you know that if your mind can produce some wonderful healing chemicals within your oh. body and endorphins, mm -hmm. what a wonderful gift to give yourself to create a, a chemical balance Absolutely. within your mind. All right, so we're going to have uh, people to uh, hypnotize. Uh, meanwhile, let's like to uh, digress for a second here, sure. which is something uh, you're big into, and, and say uh, tomorrow's trash day, okay. and I wish you could hypnotize my uh, goddamn garbage men. <laughs> I had the greatest conversation with a guy who was working with me today on my house. 
I said, listen, there's tons of trash around here because I renovated my house. I said, right. I said, we, uh, let's put it all in garbage bags. So there's five garbage bags, and it's sitting out by that one big plastic can. Yeah. And I said, he's, they're not going to pick up the garbage bags because all they pick up is the is the can. And not only do they uh, only use that robotic arm, but they actually have a stick with a hook on it now, so they don't have to do anything. They don't slow down. I think they just they eat crap and make love in that thing. They must. Uh, they probably use that stick for everything. But the point is, is we got into this big thing, and I was thinking, how could we get these garbage bags into this garbage truck? It's not enough that I get reamed in taxes they get one can that they'll pick up so he said what if i take the garbage bags up to the roof of the garage which has kind of a parapet on it the truck stops right in front of the garage you go out there and distract him create some sort of diversion fire i'll yeah. toss the bags off the top of the roof and into the hole in the top of the truck i thought this is diabolical this is brilliant and then i realized it's like I'm, it's like the great escape is going on in my house I'm trying. I'm trying to. Uh, I got a tunnel garbage out because the garbage man won't pick up the garbage. And then some other guy comes by and he goes, "Yeah, I had the same problem. You got to give him 20 bucks. You grease his palm. He'll get out of the truck for 20." And I'm thinking, I got to bribe the effing garbage man to pick up the garbage. I'm 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 uh, having a candlelight vigil out front of my house tonight. I don't know if you or the listeners want to join me. I'm going to stand out there, and as God is my witness, I am going to command that he take my garbage bags tomorrow. And if he doesn't, uh, so help me, I'll load up my uh, Nissan with uh, plastic explosives. And uh, I don't know, do we have an embassy here? I'm driving it right down the right up the ass of City Hall, and I'm taking the whole thing out. So uh, keep an eye on the news tomorrow. There could be some serious okay. visual anti-justice going on. All right. All right. I'm All glad right. I got that out of my system. That's good. Now, right. now you feel a lot better, though. All right. So uh, Tom yeah. Silver's here. Yes. No, no. I'll tell you what we're doing. Oh, no calls. We're breaking, we're breaking early All right. because uh, we've got a lot of um, shenanigans to get to. Tom is going to uh, bring in his guests. He's going to uh, quickly put them under. Right. And then um, I'll have my way with them orally <laughs> while uh, Tom has some sort of past life regression. Hey, with them. Now, Adam, can I give out? my toll-free number in case anyone okay. has any questions. Plug away. Plug away. I, if anyone has any questions about hypnosis or any of my self-help programs, my phone number is 1-888-MIND-POWER, M-I-N-D-P-W-R, 1-888-MIND-POWER. Also, you can uh, catch me on the Internet. My webpage is at www.tomsilver.com. Thanks for the plug. I appreciate it. Oh, we will. Yeah, and now we'll show some great, wonderful, amazing things with the subconscious mind in the next few minutes, folks. We will be back. The voices are trying to throw me off while they're. I'm trying to concentrate on this. Okay, you're safe. Thank you. Love line will be right back. Are you considering buying a new computer? Are you dealing with slow PC performance? Well, then listen up, because there's a way to save hundreds of dollars and give your dying PC a second life. It's called AVG PC Tune-Up, and it's brought to you by AVG Technologies, the online security company with over 200 million active users. Here's how it works. PC Tune-Up digs deep into your computer and fixes trouble areas. It performs over 35 functions, cleaning up hidden junk from Windows apps, deleting useless and duplicate files, and optimizing programs to speed up PC startup and shutdown. And best of all, it works automatically. PC TuneUp continually monitors your PC to find problems and performance bottlenecks, and it runs routine maintenance when you're away from your PC. So when you return, it runs like it's new. The end result is a faster, cleaner, longer-lasting PC. So don't go wasting your money on a new computer. 
Get AVGPC Tune-Up. Right now, AVG is giving listeners like you a 10% discount on PC Tune-Up. Just head over to AVG.com slash save and save 10% right now. That's AVG.com slash save. You'll save 10% and your computer will be running like new in no time. And to prove it, these folks are putting their money where their mouth is. They've got a 100% money-back guarantee. So you've got nothing to lose here. Go to avg.com slash save. That's avg.com slash save. Hi, this is Janine Garofalo, and if you've ever wondered if there's people that are way worse off than you, listen to Loveline. Mm. All right, sorry, I thought there was more. Uh, Tom Silver, the uh, world's greatest hypnotist, is uh, here, and uh, we have our subjects. It is Loveline, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Adam Carroll, Dr. Drew. Jamie and Gina are both here. They are uh, ladies. Uh, please lean up to the mics. I, I know it uh, is a difficult and arduous task. Uh, perhaps when you're done with our guests here tonight, you could hypnotize um, some one. of the folks from Westwood 2. Uh, we refuse to call this dump Westwood 1 anymore. Okay. And convince them to get chairs that are actually uh, above sea level. Uh, Westwood One, everyone, uh, world uh, home of the world's tallest mic stands and the world's shortest chairs. But aren't our chairs nice? Do they make money at this place? Nice. Cour- courtesy of a, some, a listener in Illinois, send them to us. Oh, oh really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, is, if, if there's anything that's not a piece of S in this entire studio, it's because a listener sent it in. But anyway, ladies, as difficult as it may be, please uh, speak into the mic. Uh, Jamie, we'll start with you. How old are you? I am 20. Poor Jamie. How tall are you, Jamie? Five. Five one. Poor Jamie. Barely. She's got her chin resting right on top of the console. Oh, God bless this place. I'd I'd ask you ladies to go ahead and adjust your chairs and bring them up, but they're all broken. Well, and these things can cost up to eighty dollars a chair. So, okay, well, it's God, this nice place is trade. a dump. Can't you put chairs in an effing studio? Oh my God, I've been yelling about this for six months, a year. All right, I'm sorry, Jamie. You're how old? I'm twenty. Twenty. And do you yeah. attend uh, college? Do you work? Um, I'm a certified massage therapist. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Uh, I think I'm going to know. I got her first trick, uh, Tom. (laughs) Okay. Hey, now, if you guys want to come up with suggestions while they're hypnotized, feel free, too. Oh, please. Drew, why don't you make that your work? Don't worry. I'll protect you. Make that your work for the year, please. Adam, you can sit back and... I will uh, sit back and enjoy the festivity. So you (laughs) massage people uh, for a living? Yeah. Yeah, I work at a spa. That's a form of prostitution, is it not? No, it's not. I'm just trying to stir up some controversy. It could be for some people, but not for myself. Have you ever had a man uh, achieve an erection while you were massaging him? No. Really? No, not yet. Because if I was naked and in a towel and lying on my belly and being caressed for more than 20 minutes, I think uh, no no amount of hypnotism (laughs) in the world could keep that thing down. Well, see, also, you know, the... The man's laying there completely naked with just a towel draped over this it. Is, uh, so it would be kind of yeah, scary you, to I didn't land w- there with the woman, you know, fully clothed. Yeah, I, but I didn't want to get an erection when I was riding the bus on the way to school when I was 15. It still happened. <laughs> Sweatpants and all. All right, Gina, how old are you and uh, what do you do? 23 and nothing that glamorous. <laughs> I work at, um, well... Home Depot and... Oh, now we're talking. What department you working in? I was just there today. Um, Special orders. Oh, really? Bastards. I ordered a ceiling fan from them once. (laughs) It never came in. (laughs) Not my fault. 
All right. So uh, anyway, woman after my own heart working over at the Home Depot. So uh, Jamie and Gina are both here. Uh, they're both young. They're both nubile. And because this is radio, they are good looking. And I don't mean to, don't take that the wrong way. I'm saying I have to explain how attractive you are to the home listeners. And and they they are attractive. Would you would you agree, Drew? Yes. All right. What are you going to say? Thank no, you. but no. They are Thank very you. they're very attractive, and it just makes it that much more um, uh, tantalizing to listen to. Sure. So Tom, uh, yes, because yes, you you've done this before. Yes, sir. Why don't you uh, go ahead and and begin the festivities? Okay. First of all, ladies, are you are you hypnotized right now? No. Okay. Have you ever been hypnotized before this evening? No. No. Okay, so it's a new experience for you. Yes. Now, I did a little uh, hypnosis in the back just to test your suggestibility and how deep we can get you hypnotized. And I just want you to tell the listeners, what did the experience feel like being hypnotized? What was the feelings of being hypnotized? It was very relaxing. Yeah. My ass hurt when I was hypnotized by Tom. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I've got oh, I've got a wonderful tape that I like to play of that. Oh, please! I brought I'll, it with me. Oh, please. the payment. Oh, it's great. I'll, I'll put the. I'll bring the payment in tomorrow. Please. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm giving Drew the tape. Oh my this. God! This oh, is a good this one. is sensational. Got, and and I want the listeners to hear this because this is a gentleman that says he wasn't hypnotized. And then let the listeners God be bless the judge. You, Tom. Oh yes, <laughs> this is a what, glorious day. What tape are you talking well, about? I'm not going to about the morning show. I'm not going to mention. I just want. I have a tape here. All right. I'll cut your mic off and throw your ass right okay. back out in the okay. hip mobile. I'll give you the tape, Adam. No, you've no, got no, it. No, no, no. Okay. Now, anyway, listen, girls, I want to rehypnotize you again. Will you give me permission to hypnotize you? Yeah. Okay. You're in complete control, folks. No one can hypnotize you without uh, your conscious permission. So what I want you to do is place your hands on your lap and cross your legs. Place your feet on the floor if you can. And what we're going to do is we're just going to reinduce a hypnotic trance. I've pre-hypnotized you folks, you two girls, and given you the post-hypnotic suggestion to become instantly hypnotized. Look down at your hands now. And I want you to give me permission to hypnotize you. Nod your head yes. Good. Focus your attention on your breathing now. And with your hands resting on your lap, imagine a feeling of warmth radiating from your hands to your legs. And I want you now to take two deep breaths in and out. With each and every exhale, think of relaxing your mind and body. On your second exhale, close your eyes. Listen to the words I'm presenting to you to allow you to enter into a wonderful, deep, hypnotic sleep. You're in control. And with your eyes closed, as soon as I touch your shoulders, your head will drop down. You'll enter back into a deep, hypnotic sleep, going down ten times deeper sleep than when I previously hypnotized you. Head dropping down, sleep. Deeply hypnotized down like a lion. Head dropping down, sleep. Every part of your body relaxed. Bathe in relaxation. If I lift your hand up, it drops right back down. Your hands and body are 100% relaxed. And if I lift your hand up, look what happens. You guys see that? Look at this relaxation. It's Every amazing. part of your body relaxed. Most people can't even get this relaxed, even if they want to consciously. Being in a hypnotic sleep for about 15 minutes is about five or six hours of a deep no, natural no, sleep. Oh, that is such a load of crap. No, it's true. It's deep sleep. That is such crap. Did Adam get into deep sleep? Adam went really deep, and the hypnosis worked great for him. He's just one of those people that just want everyone to think he can't lose yeah. Listen, control. if if I could get my mouth that close to my lap, <laughs> I'd quit the show immediately. Yeah. I really would. Yeah, we have a good circus he can go and work at. Okay, deeply hypnotized. Now, Adam, we're gonna. Show you some creativity, okay? People that <laughs> are hypnotized, nice. when I touch you, you'll respond to the suggestions. Each time I give you a suggestion, you'll perform perfectly with a great imagination. First suggestion is on the count of three. I want you to sit up in your chair with your eyes closed. On the count of three, imagine that you're watching the world's funniest movie you've ever seen in your entire life. On the count of three, laughing out loud, hysterically funny, the funniest movie you've ever seen. On the count of three, one, two, three, sit up in your chairs, laughing out loud now. This movie's so funny. It's ten times funnier. It's a hundred times funnier. It's a thousand times funnier. It's, it's just so funny. Jamie, 
what just happened? What just happened, Jamie? It's I don't a, know, but it's cracking It's up. a great movie. And now he'll drop you down now. Sleep back into a deep hypnotic sleep instantly. Back into a deep hypnotic sleep. I'm going to show you something, some creativity right now. Jamie told me before I hypnotized her that one of her favorite celebrities was a gal named Jenny McCarthy. So right now. Uh, enjoy it, uh, by the way. <laughs> the person I'm touching. Jamie, when I count to three, you're going to sit up in your chair, you're going to open your eyes, you're going to use your imagination. You are Jenny McCarthy in every way. You're here at the radio station. Just to answer some questions, speak about your life. You're very excited to be here. A wonderful opportunity. A lot of friends and people have been giving you support for all these years are on the radio listening to you. When I count to three, the person I'm touching, sit up in your chair, Jenny McCarthy, in every way you see and feel and think like her, you are her now on the count of three. One, two. Three, sit up in your chair. So uh, tonight our guest on Loveline is the voluptuous Jenny McCarthy. Welcome, Jenny. Hi, guys. Um, congratulations on all the recent success. Yeah, I've, I've come a long way since Playboy. You certainly have, and um, I didn't want to bring it up, but since you did, what about that? Um, there's rumors that they're offering you large sums of money to do another photo spread. Uh, are you going to take them up on it? I'm not sure. It, it was so much fun. I mean... I love to be naked, and uh, that's all there is to it. You enjoy being naked? Yeah, I really do. And uh, do you enjoy the process of uh, men taking pictures of you while you're naked, or just the naked part? Just the naked part. Uh, how many weeks yeah. do you give the TV show? Uh, I know the ratings aren't what they could be. Um, yeah, I wish the ratings would go up, because uh, I think it's a hilarious show. You do? Oh, it's such a blast to do. Mm-hmm. Just to uh, totally be myself. And uh, have people enjoy it. Right. And uh, what? Uh, who are you sleeping with currently? You have a uh, you have a man in your life? Well, do we have to keep it a secret? No, we don't. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, who are you dating? Anybody? Um, no, not at the time. Mm -hmm. No one's serious. Nobody. Just sort of dating around. Yeah. Sleeping with a lot of guys. Um, I don't care to reveal that. Okay. Ever had any <laughs> lesbian love? Um. Yeah. What about Adam Carolla, host of... Uh, oh, yes? Huh? Just skim right past that. What about Adam Carolla, uh, host of Loveline? Any uh, sexual attraction there, Jenny? Um, yeah, you know, but... Uh, okay. Now we're getting somewhere, yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 In a big way, huh? Um, no, I would not say that. Small. No, okay. <laughs> Small. So you've been talking to Drew. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tom, uh, make her kiss her lap again, please. They're dropping out sleep. When I count to three, you'll open your eyes, Jamie, you'll sit up in your chair. You, you are Jamie again, but every time you hear Adam start to speak on the microphone, you're going to want to stop everything. You want to tell the listeners just how mad you are about him. He's just wild. He's the greatest guy. You're sexually attracted to him. He's just a, he's just the best man, and I mean, just the sexual hormones just come right out of his body, it seems like. Every time he speaks, you're going to tell him how much you just admire him and like him. You just can't get enough. Every time he talks, more and more excited about him. Jamie, on the count of three, one, two, three, sit up in your chair. Well, it's uh, Love Line. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. Tonight's guest is a uh, stock car driver, Tom Silver, the uh, only uh, Jewish stock car driver on uh, currently working the Southern Circuit. J Jamie, what are you looking at? <clears throat> Adam. Why are you looking at him? Tell the listeners. He's incredibly hot. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? What do you think? Oh, Dark eyebrows and dark eyes. And True, I got one big yeah. brow. Oh, you certainly do. When you hear his voice, what's it make you feel like? <sighs> kind of hot. Yeah. 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 Well, talk Tingly. to her, Adam. 
I'm, I'm in awe. Tom, I, you should have hypnotized me to no, prepare me for no this. No one's ever spoken to him like that. Yeah, You've I mean, never heard this before. No. Oh. Tell no. the listeners what Everyone you really think of him. It. Tell them. Tell Last tell chick who came on to me was Jenny McCarthy. Oh. Yeah, she's all right. Maybe we can get a little threesome going. Yeah. She's yeah. What awesome. do you What do you think of me? Um, I your voice mm-hmm. is just awesome. You like the awesome. nasally drone? What would you do to me if we were alone together? Um. Oh. Well, you see, I just I don't think I can say that. Really? On the air. It's too embarrassing. Yeah. Well, not embarrassing. It's just not something that everybody should hear. But I, I it's safe to say that you would uh, attack me sexually. Definitely. And, and that the lovemaking would go on for hours or... Oh, or hours on end. How or, would you rate uh, him 1 to 100, 100 being the most sexiest guy in the world? 110. Oh, that's great. I'm, I'm even higher than the scale hey, allows. Sleep, deeply hypnotized. Now, isn't that nice, Anne? Isn't that nice? Yeah. Oh, she's attractive. She hypnotized Anne over there, so she doesn't shoot me the stink eye every time First I come to the studio. Touching, Jamie, you'll stay in a deep hypnotic trance right now. Gina, deeply hypnotize every part of your body. Relax from the top of your head down to the tips of your toes. Let's try a little creativity, a little imagination. When I count to three, Gina, you'll open your eyes. You'll sit up in your chair. You are Kathy Lee Gifford. You're here this evening to talk about your husband, about the affair that went on, to talk about uh, the clothes and the situation with uh, the child labor law and all that. When I count to three, you'll sit up in your chair. The person I'm touching, your Kathy Lee Gifford, Gina, in every way. Very excited to be here tonight on the radio. One, two, three. Eyes open. Sit up in your chair. Well, welcome back to Loveline. Tonight's guest, Kathy Lee Gifford. Welcome, Kathy. Hello. How are you guys? I'm uh, glad you came on the show tonight and uh, frankly surprised after the recent controversy. What with Frank? Lots of it, yeah. Yeah, that's got to be difficult as a, uh, as a woman who preaches... Uh, Family, um, uh, family togetherness and and uh, and, and values. Uh, the fact that your your um, husband would go out and screw around with a, um, a flight attendant's got to be horribly humiliating to you. It's terribly devastating. What do you want to tell the listeners about that situation, Kathy? Well, it's actually it's it's a private thing that's happening to me, so I I'd rather you know keep it. But if you could have any advice to uh, other uh, married women, uh, what would it be? just you have to you have to keep the trust there you have to keep the communication going and don't be blind mm-hmm. don't be blind and yeah. you got a little don't complacent lie to yourself, definitely what about these allegations that your clothing line was uh, made in Honduras by uh, uh, retarded three-year-olds that's terrible, that's, that's terrible. isn't I, it true that you profited uh, from the sweat of the uh, Honduran never, people never well that's well, what I read I would never do that well how uh, how can you defend if that any, if anything went on it was totally without my knowledge well sure you turned a blind eye to the plight of the Honduran people a blind eye never I would never do that no well, certainly you I, knew what was going on did no, you not know where the clothes were coming from I knew where the clothes were coming from but I had no idea that the that they were treating the the children that way that that it was under such terrible conditions. I would I would never allow anything like that. Especially, I would never put my name on anything like that. Okay. All right. I believe her, Drew. Oh yeah, I believe her too. <laughs> well, thank you, Kathy. Sleep. Head dropping down. Back into a deep hypnotic sleep. I don't. Your body relax. Tom, I'd like I'd like some good uh, simulated orgasms. Okay. I, I really would. Okay. The person I'm touching. When I count to three, you'll open your eyes. You Why are going we... to stand up, and I want you to shake Adam's hand. And as you start to shake his hand, you're going to feel a wonderful feeling, an orgasmic feeling, an orgasmic experience. And the faster Adam shakes your hand, the more sexier and greater the feeling experience is going to be. We all know that orgasms stem from our mind, folks. And you're now going to have a wonderful mental freedom. The very next time I ask you now to open your eyes, you're going to... 
shake Adam's hand and have a wonderful, sexy feeling. Your entire body is going to feel it, and you're going to tingle and just feel this wonderful feeling. The faster he shakes, the more greater the feeling experience. On the count of three, one, two, three. Stand up now. Hi, Gina. I want to thank you for coming on the show tonight. Thank you very much. What do you feel right now, Gina? Appreciate it. It was nice great. You. You and the wonderful. faster you shake, the greater the feeling. The feeling now, getting stronger. My leg's moving now, Tom. How, how do you feel, Gina? Really good. Really? Shake even faster now. I really want to thank and you. And now start to reach a full orgasmic feeling right now. Let it out, baby. Just once in my life, I want to Just let it on the scream on the count of three. One, two, three. How do you feel now? Outstanding. Is this one of the best feelings experiences you've ever had? Oh, yes. And what do you think of Adam? You're superb. Would you let him shake your hand again? Always. Always. And just feel it again even faster now, Adam. Feel it. Tell the listeners what you're feeling. Orgasmic. Okay, now, Adam, will you stop, right, stop, uh, stop, stop, yeah. stop. Now, ha have a seat. Sit down in your chair. Right. Drop your head down now. Sleep. Head dropping down deeply. Hypnotized. Look, and Adam, you, you've All got right. a girl telling you how attracted she is to your voice. You have another girl giving you an orgasmic handshake. This is wonderful, Tom. Do you, you want to get the okay? 800 number out again? <laughs> I knew he'd let me. Toll-free number, one eight 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 mind power M-I-N-D-P-W-R. This is some of the creativity and imagination with the subconscious. My motivation is helping people change their lives, taking control of your life, your health and happiness and success. All right, we uh, have to go to break. Uh, Drew, turn the TV on, and Ann, get me something from the fridge. <laughs> I think you need a cold uh, shower, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of a ritual. I don't care if it was simulated or not. All right, uh, when we come back, uh, Tom Silver will be here. We will uh, possibly bring in a couple. Uh, you hypnotized uh, five uh, Yeah, we've got some more volunteers. Five so let's folks. Bring, bring them in, and we'll take some phone calls and uh, perhaps have them uh, think they're uh, Dr. Ruth or something. Let's do that, absolutely. Oh, this is genius. All right, we'll be back. I don't think they're aware of how much they suck. Hey, that's not very nice. You kiss my mother with that mouth. I mean, your mother. Love line, I'll be right back. All right, Blinds Galore Summer Scorcher Sale. It's here. You can get 33% plus an extra 15% off everything you don't want to miss out. Go to Blinds Galore. That is BlindsGalore.com right now before the sale ends. It ends Monday, August 10th. Summer started. It gets hot. It gets uncomfortable. Blinds Galore has the right window coverings to slash your home's heat by up to 50%. And you can save up to $150 on your energy bill. New blinds and shades are the easiest way to block the intrusive summer sun and give your home a whole new look and feel. BlindsGalore.com is a pioneer of custom window treatments. They've covered over 2 million windows and counting. They know exactly how to get the job done. Don't bother with the stress of going out to a store. Blinds Galore can do it all for you right from home. Go to the computer, set it up, just like so many of the things we advertise. You don't even need to get dressed. It's ridiculously easy. You can save a ton more than you would at the box stores. Whether you need more privacy or just to cool down, Blinds Galore has specifically what you're looking for. Blinds Galore makes it easy to get the custom blinds and shades you've always wanted in your home. Go check out BlindsGalore.com and let them know I sent you. That is BlindsGalore.com. This is Nev Campbell, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. All right. God bless everybody. Tom Silver, master of hypnosis, is here tonight. Um, 
we have Pam, Jeff, and Colleen in here. This is uh, the three remaining uh, hypnoters that Tom put under uh, some time ago, actually, uh, before the show. And the way uh, it works is uh, he spends some time, he uh, gets them into this uh, state, and then uh, brings them out of it and can bring them back and forth um as uh, as as he as he uh, wishes uh tom cannot uh boy we're uh, set a set a can short huh yeah it'll work out it'll work out okay well you should be able to hear everything that's going on in here although you will not hear the callers i believe but uh anyway phone number for loveline 1-800-LFE-191 fax number 310-854-4455 Tom, why don't you put our guests under, and uh, then we'll take some phone calls. Okay. Now, we have three volunteers here this evening that I had pre-hypnotized about an hour ago. I spent about, though, 15, 20 minutes with you All folks. right, Tom. Covered all that. Put them under. Okay. Okay. Let's get to the, midi- to the nitty-gritty, to the meat of the situation, as Anna would like it. Place your hands on your lap. What we're going to do is we're going to in- induce a hypnotic trance now. I want you to close your eyes. And with your eyes closed, I want you to give yourself permission to allow me to hypnotize you. I'm going to use my eyes as an object of fixation, a focal point to induce deep hypnosis. In a moment, I'm going to come up to each and every one of you. I'm going to touch you on your shoulder. When I do, you'll look into my eyes. I'll say the word sleep, and you'll enter into a deep hypnotic sleep. Close your eyes now. First time touching, open your eyes, look into my eyes. And now sleep, head dropping down, deeply hypnotized. Five, four, three, two, one, and zero. Deeper sleep, relax. First time touching, open your eyes, look into my eyes, sleep, head dropping down, instantly, out like a light, every part of your body relax from the top of your head down to the tips of your toes, deeply hypnotized. First time touching, open your eyes, look into my eyes, sleep, way down, five, four, three, two, one, and zero. Kind of a mild shock induction to induce back into a hypnotic sleep. People who are hypnotized, as I count from five down to zero, every part of your body relaxes. Five, four, three, two, one, and zero. You are deeply hypnotized. Every suggestion I give you, you are now going to use your imagination and your creativity. The very first suggestion is when I count to three, you're going to open your eyes, you're going to sit up in your chairs. You are all your favorite celebrities. Whoever is your favorite actor or actress or celebrity or singer or dancer, on the count of three, you are that person. You're here at the radio station, and you're going to act and think and project in your mind yourself as your favorite celebrity in every way on the count of three sitting up in your chairs very excited to be here your favorite celebrity in the world one two three eyes open sit up in your chairs well it's a uh, tour de force we have here on loveline tonight uh, three of the biggest uh, celebrities in hollywood have graced the loveline studio uh i'll tell you uh, their their accomplish- accomplishments are read like a who's who of uh, hollywood greats and uh, let's just have our first uh, celebrity uh, introduce herself hi i'm jody foster and our second celebrity? Mel Gibson. And, of course, our third? Jonathan Winters. Jonathan Winters. Johnny, uh, could you speak uh, into the mic a little closer? Yes. All right. You guys uh, don't mind if we uh, take some phone calls, do you? And you could all uh, help us out. Uh, let me just write this down. Uh, Jody, Mel, and, uh, of course, uh, the great Jonathan Winters. Uh, such a treat. Uh, I'm a big fan of your work, really? Jonathan. Yeah. Hey, could you do a little the uh, grandma character? I love that character. The old grandma. Great bit. Please, John, could you please? It would really make my day if you could do that. No, you're not going to do that? All right. Uh, haul your old fat ass out of the studio. Then. All right. Uh, Terry. Yeah. You're 23. You're on uh, Loveline with uh, Jody Foster, Mel Gibson, and the uh, great yet reluctant Jonathan Winters. What is your question? 
I'm just wondering why I um, sometimes have no sex drive. Hmm. Uh, are you on medication? No. Well, I just started um, taking an antidepressant. Which one? Paxil. Uh, that will shut down your libido like nothing else. It but has this the has been going on since July. Have you been depressed since July? Um, no. Well, I'm not exactly sure. Well, something must have caused them to put you on Paxil, right? Well, I went in and I said that that I have been having, like, um, signs of depression. Okay. Well, I'm sure they, they confirmed that. And one of the, one of the significant signs of, of depression is things like lack of libido. Okay, because this has happened in the uh, But they didn't put her on the Paxil uh, because she was depressed, Drew. Yeah. Even though it's an antidepressant. Here we go, it's just, just like last night. She went in complaining of being depressed, uh, so they gave her an antidepressant. It wasn't uh, because of the depression that they gave her the Paxil. You understand? Got Jody, it. do you get the uh, logic in this? Yeah, it reminds me of the uh, sprinkler in the stomach. Oh. Last night. Yes, oh, yeah, the sprinkler yes, key. Very good. Jody, you're, uh, it, it, uh, i got to tell you, Jody, I am flattered to have such a, a big celebrity be a fan of the show and even quote part of the show from last night. Jody, what was your favorite movie that you starred in? What was a f your favorite movie? Contact. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so the, the latest and the greatest. What about the allegations that you're lesbian, Jody? <laughs> Let's get right to it. Is there anything to that at all? I'd rather not get into that. <laughs> okay, we'll take that as a yes. So uh, the uh, the Paxil kills the libido. Well, and, and and so can depression. And you know we could dig into Terry a little bit and see what else is going on. Maybe uh, contributing to depression. There may be some dynamic issues that are affecting. Uh, well. Mel Gibson, no problem uh, with libido uh, on your end, is there, mate? Oh uh, no, not a problem. How many kids do you have now? Uh, six. Oh my God! See? Wow, wow, that's he a travels lot. with his kids. That that that's great. What are some tips you, you can give us uh, being a parent with the, the busy schedule that you have? Um, I don't know. Lock him up in a closet or something like that. <laughs> well, Mel, he's, he's lost a bit of his accent, too, did you know? <laughs> Jonathan uh, Winters, for uh, one of the uh, premier comedians of our uh, generation, um, you're, uh, you're, you're strangely quiet tonight. I'm enjoying myself. You are? Yes. Uh, you couldn't regale, regale us with any of your uh, uh, comic gems, I any of the great problem. characters? I, I heard you do a great imitation of Adam, actually. <laughs> yeah, could you do just a little bit of me, please? I don't, don't want to scare you. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm sitting down. I'm grumpy. <laughs> you always seem like you're grumpy. Hey, did you did you have to uh, channel a surly Jonathan Winters? Uh, <laughs> she, she was she was she was First imitating oh, you. Oh, she's doing me. Yeah. Oh, into yeah. deep hypnotic sleep. Oh, I didn't know First that was me. I'm grumpy. That's you. Huh? Everyone else now, I want you to close your eyes, drop your heads down, heads dropping down, sleep, going into a deep hypnotic sleep. The person I'm touching, deeply hypnotized. When I count to three, you'll open your eyes. You are Dr. Ruth, a sex expert. Only the person I'm touching, you're here to talk about sex and how great it is and how people should have more of it, safe sex. On the count of three, Dr. Ruth in every way. One, two, three. Sit up in your chair. Hi, Dr. Ruth. How are well, you? Hey, how are you doing? Welcome to Loveline, Dr. Ruth. It is a thrill. Thank you for being here. Wow, you've, uh, you've been working on, um, yeah, she got the hooked on phonics or something, or the uh, Dialogue Plus cassette. You, you've almost uh, all but lost your accent, Dr. Surgery. Ruth. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take another call. Could you help us out with that, Dr. Ruth? It would be a, it would be an honor. <laughs> uh, Cameron. Hello. You're 16. Hi. What's going on? Oh, gee. I just first want to say that next time you're handing out those handshakes, I'll take a few of them, too. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you, it, uh, my penis was under a trance during okay. that whole thing. 
Uh, we're here with uh, Master uh, Car Detailer, Tom Silver, and, of course, uh, Dr. Ruth. Good old Dr. Ruth. Do you have any questions for Dr. Ruth while we have her? Yeah, how about, um, let's see, the reason I'm really calling is because um, I really feel like I'm not thinking like a normal 16-year-old would, you know? It's kind of weird. Um, instead of, um, like, going to school and flirting with the guys, you know, I've got to go downstairs and flirt with the teachers, you know? Or, you know, instead of sitting back, you know, drooling over some primetime sitcom, you know, I'm playing with myself watching David Letterman, you know, it's too strange. And it's like I, I'm really into these older guys, you know what I mean? Right. You're not, okay. you're not actually acting on it, is that right? You're just sort of preoccupied about it. Right. right. Dr. Uh, Ruth, is this a common syndrome among 16-year-old girls? Um, it depends. Sometimes you don't go with the normal way of life. Uh, a lot of reasons, I don't know, maybe uh, you look up to older men more, respect mm -hmm. them want to yeah. have their respect back. I notice you have a new book out on the shelves. What would, what's the title of that one, Dr. Ruth? How to Have Sex More Fun? I don't know. <laughs> oh, really? Boy, you'd think the editors would have got hold of that and, <laughs> and uh, you know, tweaked it a little bit. It out, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, Cameron, uh, is, is, is your relationship with your dad been okay? Oh, with my dad? Oh, yeah. Is uh, he uh, still been in your life? and? Yeah, he's um one of those kind of dads. He's really quiet. Um, I I don't know. I didn't even think about that. He doesn't say much, really. I I like it when his friends come over though, which is really weird. Why is that? Well, they're old. They're old. Because you're attracted they're not to them. Old. They're, I don't think forty-five is very old. That's well, old. That's plenty old. We haven't seen a forty-five-year-old man where's, naked. Where's your mom? Where's my mother? She's here. Oh, I come from a close-knit family. We're all, mm -hmm. you know, pretty, um... Don't get defensive. Yeah, we're just exploring. Oh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I it, can be, it can be quite normal for a 16-year-old to be preoccupied with sort of bigger-than-life, older male images. That's not abnormal. To act on it, to go out and try to date guys in their 30s, that's what's not right. Right. So to have these sort of fantasies, so be it. Uh, that's a normal thing at your age, okay? Everybody? Uh, it's a common thing, let's put it that way, and it's not everybody has it, but uh, to have those sorts, I mean, that's where the whole rock star thing comes from. Right. right? Those guys aren't 18. Well, mostly. yeah, but, I don't know. For it's you, like, it sounds like it's more than average in terms of the magnitude and the preoccupation and whatnot, and you got to look at what what factors are motivated to be intrigued, intrigued with older guys. All right, guys, lay which, off the older guys. Now, uh, Tom? Yes. We're uh, we're have about two minutes before we got to go to break and uh, let you go and bring in Sonny Garcia. Okay, the person I'm touching server. right now, when I count to three, you'll sit up in your chair. You are Omar from India. You are a psychic. You're here to read the minds of Adam and Dr. Drew. On the count of three, Omar from India, reading the minds of the people here at the radio station. One, two, three. Eyes open. Hi, I want you to tell the listeners, what is your name, please? My name is... Omar from India. And, uh, Omar, what am I thinking right now, oh, great one? Um, let me channel. Oh, he's got his hands up on his temples. He's really deep in trance at this point. I feel you've had a frustrating day. Yes, yes, that's true. Uh, let's see. You're frustrated with the way that everything is working for you, and your house is not going as planned. Yes, if he works masturbation in, he's uh, he's uh, and, hitting, uh, he's hitting Homer. Thousand. Yeah, he's about uh, a thousand. I stay out of some subjects. <laughs> Good. And uh, 
That's basically all I can. That's all. What about right Drew? Now. What is uh, what is he thinking? Um, I'm thinking that you're thinking that you can't wait to get home to your kids and. Uh, I'm losing it. That's all right. That's all right, great Omar. Uh, perhaps brilliant Omar. Perhaps it is the uh, the electricity that runs the uh, station here and the transmitter and whatnot that has somehow uh, interfered with his frequency. Head dropping down, Omar. Deeply hypnotized. Now we Tom, have three people hypnotized. Tom, yes, sir. The problem is, is yes. uh, we got a break before the top of the hour. Okay. So we're basically uh, here's what we'll do. Uh, we'll go to break. We'll uh, we'll squeeze your number in one more time, and right. then we'll bring in uh, Sonny Garcia, world that champion surfer. That sounds fine. When I count to three, the people that are hypnotized, you'll wake up out of the hypnotic sleep feeling good, feeling happy. You'll start to laugh. Every time you laugh and smile, it's going to increase your confidence. And we're going to break. Yourself. When yes, I count yeah. to five, we'll open be your back. eyes and awaken. One, two, three, four. Uh, don't go four, in for these backdoor shenanigans. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. Chips, dips, chains, whips. Basic high school orgy time to think about buying off you right Nanigan. in the back. Game of War Fire Age is the first truly global online game. You can befriend, chat, help, and destroy people from all over the world in this real-time game of global conquest. And Game of War has built a sophisticated in-game chat translation feature, which has never been utilized in any other game. The chat feature can even translate another language's internet slang. Game of War is a war strategy game, and the chat allows you to build... Well, love and hate relationships with other online players. Download the Game of War app now. You know you want to. So just go to DownloadGameOfWar.com and join the battle today. Drew, why do I have to beg you to come into the studio every evening and, and join me for the radio show that you get paid just as much as I do for? Please, please, start, have I'm a little more professional approach. Oh, not... please, please. Come on, Drew. Stop dumping everything on me. You uh, interview Sonny. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Sonny. Uh, we will be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. All right, the name of the show is Loveline. I'm Adam Carolla. That is uh, Dr. Drew. The studio is a mess, and uh, I'm in a horrible mood tonight. But uh, that's not going to stop me from uh, what happened to your delivering house? a good show. Omar said you had a Nothing. bad day with Nothing. I'm house. tired of you, Drew. I'm mad at you. Why? Are you just floating around like a, like a, a little pixie all night, a joint, standing out in the hall with the door open, having conversation with someone when the show starts. I have to, I have to uh, drag you back into the studio. 
please, uh, start reading some bios, uh, clean up a few papers around here. It's a mess. Come on, focus on the show, please. Let me just uh, take care of uh, Tom Silver. Uh, phone number, if uh, you want to get hold of Tom and uh, solicit any of uh, his services, one eight 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 mind p WR. That would be uh, Mind Power. One eight 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 Mind Power. Now, Sonny Garcia is here, and uh, Sonny has uh, his uh, Sonny here with him. What's your son's name? Son named Stone. Stone. Yeah. Uh oh, it's going to be a tough one. You want to uh, put your headphones on, uh, please, and speaking to uh, speaking to that thing at the end there. How old is Stone? Stone will be four in February. Oh really? Yeah. He's quite lucid. He was sleeping earlier, huh? Yeah, he was sleeping. Now he's um, up and someone put the energizer in. Stone, you you want to say hi to the audience? Hi. Yeah. Hi. Oh, mm -hmm. he already has a better verbal skills than Drew's kids. Drew, show him pictures of uh, of the triplets, no, please. No, I'm not at you now. I'm not uh, listening uh, to anything right, you Screw you then. Go, go off and do your own damn show in the hallway with Tom and his friends. All right, Sonny is here because, uh, well, because there's a, a bevy of papers in front of me. No, I don't want that one. Uh, Board uh, Rider Expo. That would be uh, October 25th and uh, 26th. Um, Sonny, could you fill in some of the details for us? Um, I guess it's a, a show for snowboarding and skateboarding. And, um, next year they're going to have surfing in it. So we're going to go down and uh, check it out. But you're, oh. Now, obviously, you're a surfer, so you'll not be uh, participating uh, this time around? Um, I'm going to go down. I, I I skateboard a little, and I snowboard a lot, so right. I'll be down there checking everything out. And uh, how, do, how does it work? I've never been to one of these uh, expos. Uh, demonstrations and equipment and all that kind of stuff? Uh, um, well, everybody shows their, their new line of things, and right. you go down and check it out, and there's usually a bunch of models and... Oh Jeez really? Oh okay. Now now we're talking. And uh, is the beer expensive? Um, usually it's free. Wow. Hey, hey, do they have? Oh, no. Okay. He's trying to get audience down there. What about this Primo beer? Wasn't that from Hawaii? Yeah, it used to be in Hawaii. It was um, the first beer I ever drank in my life. Was a Primo beer when I was thirteen. You were saying that reminds me of another thing that, that you were going to, to flesh out the Mahalo story here. Yes. And there's one other thing I'm realizing you see on everything over there that nobody would know about over here. On all the, do you ever, do you ever see crates of like food outside a grocery store at uh, that have Hawaiian products? Yeah. You ever, do you see anything on the on labels? Flies. I say no. no ka oi or something like that. What does that mean? No ka oi. Yeah. Means, it means number one. Right. That's that's oh, really? that's on everything. No call, that's, eh? Yeah, that's right. another thing maybe you could import over here, Anna. What about uh, what about Mahalo? The, tell us, because I say it at the end of every show we do, and a lot of people call in and want to know what it means. I think it means thank you. Yeah, Mahalo means thank you. Does it mean anything else? Is it like aloha? No, aloha kind of means everything. Right. Hello, goodbye. We need a word like that that we can use when we're drunk. <laughs> Why do they say thank you in Mahalo? Because you don't say thank you in gracias, thank you in merci. Right. You say... Gracias, merci. Yeah, well, I, I think it's it's a sort of tourist thing. I think Hawaii, I mean, Hawaii is is built on tourism, is it not? I mean, there's, there's tons of tourism, and they have to be uh, uh, dumb white people friendly. So when Don Ho gets up there, he says, thank you and mahalo. I actually, we'll hear Don Ho say that in a second. Do you have that engineer, Mike? Oh, here it comes.
Okay. Well, show's running along very smoothly tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Sonny, you, uh, what what island do you live on in Hawaii? I live on Oahu. Oh, the. Uh, I live on the main island. Oh, that's the main a big tourist island. attraction. And uh, where? Where? Um, right now, I live on the west side. Mahalo. <laughs> Christ, I can't believe that came out of a Which person. Is, Kona's on the west, right? Is it the east? No, no, I, I live on Oahu. The big island is, is Hawaii. I see, all right. So, and you it, surf, it uh, uh, are, are you better on the big waves than the uh, smaller waves? Um, I would have to say, yeah, but I surf everything. When you start doing the tour, you have to learn how to surf small. What, what, is, what is the uh, biggest uh, swells you've paddled out into? Bigger than you probably'd want to. Um, I don't know, like 25 feet. Oh, wide. that is tidal wave. That's tsunami. What size board do you? Use? Just different boards for different like conditions. Like a 6 and and waves like that. True. We call it a stick, by the way. And and do you go both? Do you is it right, left-handed? You way you surf um, both ways. I'm a regular foot, but um, you know we surf Y man. Y man has a right, and there's a left on it, but. You wouldn't want to go left. <laughs> I, uh, I, I I can't figure out why thousands of people aren't killed surfing every year. They are. They are lots of people. Thousands? Not thousands, but thousands well, of people I, are probably killed in the ocean every year. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, I mean, it's because of the surf, and that's yeah. why it's... That's why. I just mean, like, I, I'd go out in the, the Santa Monica Bay. Well, you go out in Santa Monica Bay, you get hit with a syringe and a jellyfish, and then some, uh, some hobo dry humps you when you wash up on shore, so that's dangerous enough. But, I mean, I've been out to Zuma here when the waves were five, six feet, and felt like I was just being completely pummeled. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, fearing for my life yeah. with the reptide and, and whatnot. I couldn't imagine going out with 15, 18, and a board. 25 Dealing foot. with a board, too. Actually, at that point, the board would probably be a plus because I'd be clinging to it uh, for dear life. But I couldn't imagine going out there. I mean, do you ever have to get picked up by a helicopter or anything? Um, nowadays, they have the jet ski, so it's pretty safe. I mean, considering do you, you'd have to be pretty unlucky. Do you wear a helmet, or is that considered pussy stuff? Well, I, I wouldn't use a helmet. You'd make fun of a guy using a helmet, wouldn't you? Probably. <laughs> what is that bravado? It's like hockey players. Half the, you know, uh, before just a couple of years ago, nobody wore a helmet. I'd have three helmets and an ass pad on out there. Actually, the helmet, the helmet um, when, you, when you fall, it, it doesn't penetrate the water as good. Right. So you end so up break getting your a neck. wrench. Yeah, you end up getting a wrenched neck. So. Oh, I see. You can use a helmet, but. Right. All right, so but you'll uh, well at least it'll be a quick death when you snap your head. No blood for the sharks to uh, attack. All right, so uh, Sonny Garcia, champion surfers here, and we're going to the phones. James, yes, you're 15. Yes, I am. Go right ahead. Right, now I'm I'm about to hang up on you, James. <laughs> okay, now I'm really hanging up. I'm moving on. Lindsay, yeah. Stone's more articulate than most of our uh, callers tonight. You're 17. What's going on? All right, I have a question for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. Um, I've heard and I've read in a bunch of places that left-handers are more susceptible to the effects of um, like drugs and alcohol. In and what sense? And also three times more likely to become alcoholic. Uh, I don't know that. Uh, and there are various strange facts circulating around about left-handed people. Yeah. Uh, but I, nothing, when you mentioned you know, sort of medical conditions associated with being left-handed, nothing much comes to mind for me. Okay. Well, I'm left-handed, by the way. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Being... You got a lot of hair in your ass? Uh, no. Hmm. Sorry. You okay? But, what? You, seem, you sound worried about yourself. Is there something bothering you? No. Okay. No, I'm fine. All right. Okay. All right. Enjoy your left-handedness. Okay, you too. 
I love when people take uh, sort of inane stuff and then try to lay claim to it. Yeah, you know, we're more creative yeah, now. Right. Uh, yeah, you're working at an IHOP, sister. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine where you'd be without the left-handedness. Uh, It'd be like uh, sifting, uh, sifting through a uh, you know a trash heap looking for recyclables. All right, uh, should we take the next call? call uh, Kalex. Yes. Oh boy, you're uh, 28. What's going on? What's up, guys? Uh, Adam, want to just want to say you're you're a genius. Why? Thank you. And Dr. Drew, you too. Oh, I just... <laughs> oh boy. But uh, uh, I have a question. Yeah. Can you be um, sexually uh, molested as a kid and still um, have no problems. I mean... A single episode? Well, because, see, when I was a kid, <clears throat> my um, my brother's babysitter used to mess around with me. And actually, I loved it. How that old was my first experience when I was seven years old. And it was a female or male? <laughs> that was a female. Come on, man. Uh, yeah, come on, Drew. No, it doesn't have to be a horrible experience. <laughs> Only and, females and, uh, babysitter screw around with their male partners. Come and, on. Uh, and there's there. I think there is evidence in the literature that suggests that if it happens for a brief period of time and it's not at the hands of somebody who is violating some sort of boundary or trust, uh, no, it doesn't have to have impact. Yeah, because I mean, it, has, it has to have some impact, but it doesn't have to result in pathology. Let's put it that way. After she messed with me, I wouldn't leave her alone, and I was just seven. Yeah, well, but that's that's not sort of age-appropriate behavior. It puts you into a realm that can be traumatizing and difficult. If it wasn't, yeah, you're lucky. Let, let's, uh, Calix, uh, how's your life working out? Uh, fantastic. Great. Yeah. All right, you, you have a girlfriend? Um, no, I don't have a girlfriend right now, no. All right, have you had a girlfriend? I'm divorced, as, uh, actually. All right, so it hasn't affected you in any kind yeah, of adverse fantastic. way. Well, when did you get divorced? Uh, last year. Okay. And well, what circumstances did the, the divorce occur? Well, um, actually, the, the relationship just uh, solved itself out. Why? Um, I'm st I still have that qu that and uh, that question in my head, but um, I mean, I really couldn't answer that. I mean, I don't know. Exactly. Describe the circumstances in which things went bad. Um, well, my my ex-wife had a, uh, several emotional problems. She's been through a, a accident. Um, several things that are out of my control. I mean, I know it was uh, for sure it wasn't my fault. Her whole family loved me and all that, but uh, we just had to go our separate ways. I mean, I'm a pretty healthy guy myself. You know? Right. Well, do, we do you that. Have you generally had stable relationships in your life? Or they've been pretty yeah. cha cha dramatic or chaotic. No. You don't tend to go for women with a lot of drama or. or... I always go for the long distance relationship. Seems like I'm from Brazil. Uh -huh. So. Um, Seems like I always get into long distance relationships, but I don't think I can relate that to uh, enjoying uh, sex at seven years old, or not sex with sexual experience. Yeah. All right. Well, you know they have different customs in Brazil. Perhaps uh, that's a rite of passage, uh, sort <laughs> of uh, like the uh, Jewish uh, on the bar mitzvah. They get uh, cake and a bunch of money from an uncle. Perhaps in Brazil at age seven, um, they're uh, they're uh, they're uh, entitled to some nookie. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know the customs, but it, you know, it's, Calix, you, it's no hard, big deal. Hard to Calix. tell whether this uh, put a dent in you or not. You sound all right. Um, by the way, uh, I'm no, in Vegas right now, and uh, Drew, whenever yeah. you want to come to Vegas, I'm going to comp everybody to the Follies Berger, the Tropicana. You're not over at the Rio? No, I'm at the Tropicana. Okay, a little uh, Brazilian Thanks, uh, humor there. Oh, Sonny, uh, can you believe? I, I know. I, I'd like to live in Hawaii. What a life. 
Uh, oh yeah. You don't have any of these problems. Uh, surfing. That's why I showed him get over dancing, there. Dancing, uh, uh, the smoking spleef with Don Ho. I think Don Ho has a pot farm. I really do. We, we asked him about it, and he uh, he didn't really deny it. He just went. Mahalo. Mahalo. You might have one. There it is. <laughs> does does marijuana just grow wild there? Um, it grows in a lot of places. I don't think wild, but there's definitely a lot. And and uh, do they do they try to take care of it and eradicate it like they uh, do here stateside? I mean helicopters and uh, all that DEA stuff. Yeah, they have a, the helicopters, but so you got to put like a camouflage net over. It it doesn't work. Everybody yeah. still grows it. Good. That's uh, that's why everyone's so happy over there. James. Yes, sir. You're 15. Yeah, my question is for um Drew. Yeah. Um, a while ago, um. My girlfriend got pregnant, but um, she was spotting, and we took her to the hospital, and um, somehow she, the test they gave her said negative. I'm wondering if that would be normal. Wait a minute. She was pregnant by a home um, pregnancy test. What I mean by that is um, she had two um, home pregnancy tests. Home pregnancy tests, yes. Which I know aren't 100% effective, right. but um, they both said positive. Right. And the test that she took at the hospital was like a couple, a month or two later. But she'd been, negative. but she'd been spotting in the meantime. And she she was gaining weight, and she only like spotted at one night or something. So you wonder how she could have had a miscarriage, yeah. with just such limited spotting. Mm -hmm. um, I have to wonder that too. Uh, did she see a doctor after that hospital visit? Um, the the only time she saw a doctor was like um to get a checkup and and that was after the emergency room visit um no nah, that was a little bit before uh is she how long ago was it that the test was negative um it was it, it was about like three weeks ago and now does she still feel pregnant or seem pregnant um other than the weight she gained she still has that's about it okay she she needs to see a gynecologist did they because i don't quite sure what happened at the hospital but even Typically, if somebody has a miscarriage, they'll be sure that all the products of conception are gone to make sure they don't have persistent bleeding or infection. When you say products of conception, you mean like beer cans and right. condom wrappers and that's that kind the, of uh, stuff? Yeah, that's the, right. Products of conceiving is what that is. This is these are the, oh, the post products, right. which is the. I think it meant stuff like around the bed. Yeah, right. Hey, uh, Drew. Yeah. Could uh, Sonny. I came up with a brilliant idea. How's Stone doing over there? He's tired. He's doing pretty good. Uh, Stone is uh, Sonny's uh, four-year-old uh, son. He's uh, he's up. He's down. He's chatty. He's sleepy. He's nappy. <laughs> he's stony. He's pissed at you. And he's pissed at me. The uh, well, who knows what time it is uh, for him now? What the? Wait a minute. It's two hours Hawaii earlier. Is an hour, yeah. uh, it's Hawaii. It's early. Two hours earlier. Oh, is it two hours? Um, here's what I want to say. I came up with this brilliant idea some weeks back, which was, uh, you know, the dogs, they have sniffing at the airports. They can yeah. sniff bombs. They can sniff uh, the plastic explosives. They can sniff uh, garden vegetables that are being smuggled in, uh, pineapples, uh, if you will. They can sniff out, uh, what else, Drew? Drugs, marijuana. Sure. Um, dogs that sniff out venereal disease in women. And I think they could sniff out pregnancy. Couldn't they, Drew? I suppose, sure. So There's probably some, some change that goes on they could sniff out. Right. So not only do, uh, do we have venereal disease, uh, cancer, which I believe I could train a dog to sniff out. Uh, so every pharmacy could just have a, a series of hounds sitting in the corner. You just 
Yeah, well, yeah, it's a couple of beagles yeah. with the different uh, different vests on, yeah. and they could have one sniffing for pregnancy. Sure. How much cheaper would that be than uh, taking that test and having the indignity of uh, urinating onto a stick? Please. Karen. Yes. You're 18. Yes. Now, Drew's going to carry the show from here on in. Adam's okay. brain Drew's going to uh, Drew's going to talk to you. Then he's going to send us out to commercial. Then he's going to bring us bring us back and uh, and chat up the guest. What's going on, Karen? Uh, yeah, I, my mom just recently got married in March, and um, her new husband is a really, really nice guy. He's really sweet, very affectionate, and I've grown very attached to him. Um, and he, he seems more of a father to me than my real dad. Where is your real dad? Oh, he, I mean, I see him, like, he's, like, in Illinois. But you know, have never had a close relationship with him? Uh, no, he used to, like, he, like, physically, like, abused my sister, mm-hmm. and, I mean, he never hit me or anything, mm-hmm. I think, because, like, I was his real daughter, and my sister was his step stepdaughter, Boy. and, um... I, I would hit my real daughter faster than I would hit my stepdaughter. <laughs> I really would. Yeah. Well, but, so you're having these sort of, uh, familial feelings for for your stepdad, right? No, I mean, I'm just, I feel like he's more of my father. I understand. What, what's your question for us? I wanted to know, like, um, if I'm, like, too old to start, like, calling him dad. Why don't you ask him? Well, see, he's, like, a very shy guy, and Mm -hmm. he's really quiet, Mm -hmm. and I kind of, like, I don't know if it would be appropriate for me to ask him. So it makes it, the fact that he does seem so, so withdrawn makes it difficult for you to bring up tough material like this, right? Yeah, I mean, I kind of had to, like... Tell him how I felt, like, in a paper that I wrote for one of my classes. And how did he take that? I mean, he almost, I think he almost went in tears. I mean, my mom and I did. When we Why don't you ask your mom? What does she say when you ask about this? Oh, I don't really talk to my mom about it. Why? Because, like, I don't know, because it's just something that I've, like, had inside. Well, what is his name? His name's Gary. Gary. Do you feel comfortable calling him Gary? Oh, yeah, I call, I'm like, hey, what's up, Gary? I mean, last night we had a conversation on the phone for like an hour and a half. But you want to call him, you want it, you want it to be more than Gary. Yeah, I mean, like when I'm talking with his like kids, because his kids are both like my well, age. Yeah. So I we, like sometimes I'll call him like kind of like dad in front of them. So we're saying, uh, we, I think we need a title in between um, whatever the guy's name is and dad. Mm-hmm. Like um, bro. <laughs> or dude, or stepdad. Stepdad. <laughs> there you go. You don't want to call him stepdad. Uh, you're not quite comfortable enough with dad, so you call him uh, stat or uh, <laughs> Uncle Gary. But Uncle she, Gary. She nice. wants to call him dad. That's all right. We'll call him dad. You're, you know, you can either just start doing it and see how he reacts, uh, well, which would be kind of uncomfortable do? for her, or uh, just bring it up. I mean, the problem here is that it sounds like she is so tightly involved in this family that she doesn't feel independent enough to have separate feelings and separate desires, and she's worried about how she's going to affect their feelings and. Uh, you got to step up a little bit here. Now, she's 18. Uh, I, it does sound a little funny to begin starting somebody calling somebody dad when you're 18, but if you've never had a dad and you want to have that kind of relationship, it could be good. So. All right. Uh, Sonny Garcia is here. He's a uh, champion surfer. He's uh, here to promote the uh, Board Rider Expo, which is uh, October 25th and 26th. Uh, his young son, Stone, is here, who I'm uh, sure will um, begin surfing. Uh, probably be... Uh, Better than I would uh, have ever been by the age of mm, seven. I was going for five and oh, a half. Oh wow! Yeah. I Could had a, I had a ziffy board when I was. Uh, oh, you remember those, Drew? Uh, oh those yeah. Little purple blue things with the handles. In it. Yeah, I had a little plug in it, so yeah. it would pop out and take on water about halfway uh, in a pool, and you just uh, sink to the bottom of the deep end. But uh, anyway, uh, 
Sonny's here, Stone is here, Drew is here, and we'll be back after this. I began to float up and away from my body. Uh, lady, you better get back float. here. If you're not here when Love Line float. returns, they're going to be pissed. Float. This is Dr. Drew for True Car. Everyone is talking about transparency these days, a word you hear a lot, because people want it. So when it comes to making a big purchase, like perhaps buying a new car, you expect some transparency in the buying process. This is a process that gives you the confidence to know you're getting the fair deal, right? So you can really look at all the details. To understand the power of transparency, you need to check out True Car and True Car's mobile app. True Car not only can configure the car you want how you want it, but you can see what others actually paid for the same car you're looking for down to the zip code, so right in your area, you see the very same car. So you know what you can expect to pay for the car you want. Pretty transparent, right? And once you decide on that car, you can lock in guaranteed savings on an average over $3,000 off MSRP. Then you're connected with a trusted True Car certified dealer that will honor your savings without any negotiation, no shenanigans. So when you're ready for a new, transparent car buying experience, save time, save money, and never overpay, download the True Car app today. To Love Line with Adam Corolla and Dr. Drew. Mahalo. <laughs> the great Don Ho, who sent us a, a big sack of Don Ho chocolate covered macadamia nuts. I'll tell you, Hawaii is, uh, I, I, I just, I wouldn't live in Hawaii like I don't wear expensive running shoes around every day because it just feels too good and it's too comfortable and I don't want to get used to it because then I'm scared if I put on a pair of loafers, I'm going to start complaining. <laughs> like, what do you jog in if you go to work in running shoes, Drew? Right. Where right. would you go if you lived in Hawaii? You'd have right. to go to Burbank right. on, on vacation. Right. Sonny Garcia is here. He's a uh, big-time surfer, and he's here to... Um, promote the uh, Board Riders Expo, which is uh, October 25th and 26th at the uh, the Pyramid at uh, CSU Long Beach. Uh, Saturday at uh, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. and then uh, Sunday 10 a.m. to uh, 5 p.m. Ten bucks in advance or um, $145 in sodomy at the door. Oh, that doesn't seem right. Mm. I guess they really want you to buy those advance tickets, Drew. No, it's 12 bucks uh, at the door. So, um, oh, here's a phone number if you're interested. 714-376-6942. And uh, Sonny has brought his uh, young son, Stone, who's now getting the, uh, the, the uh, Malaysian crocodile belly rub technique that uh, my uh, Aunt Vicky used to use on me when she wanted me to go to sleep. Sonny sporting the puka shells. Drew, did you ever sport the pukas uh, when they're at their height here, about 77? Yes. Yes. Yes, everybody. Dr. Drew and the pukas. It was more like 73. Six? 73. No, yeah, it was for not. Me. For me. For me. I'm telling you when oh, I did cause you went, yeah. Did you go to Hawaii when you were a kid? No. No. You sure you bastard yes. in that line of me? No, but I lived at the beach. It was not 73. I'm just telling so, you what I, Sonny, what I what did. was the height of the puka shell craze here in the United States, in Southern been, California especially? I don't even remember. I'm just saying what I did. It's been a while. Is there always a puka shell uh, 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 menagerie going on in Hawaii? Is everywhere where uh, puka shells there? No, but it's making a comeback. 
What's more prevalent, the big pukas or the small pukas? I notice you're sporting the small pukas. The small ones. When I, uh, Drew, I'm telling you, as God is my witness, it was uh, 77, I believe 78. I'm just telling you when I did it. Oh, so you're saying you're, you're some, some sort of pioneer in the puka yeah, course, movement? Sure. Now, we're not making fun of you, uh, Sonny, because you are, uh, the puka shell is indigenous uh, to you. Your people uh, need it to uh, live. But uh, Drew over here from Pasadena was just trying to get laid in 73. Hair out the hair like uh, Leif Garrett, uh, puka shells. Did you have the big pukas or the uh, small pukas? The little one, but I remember there was like a, had something hanging, like a shell hanging from the front of it. <laughs> <laughs> was it Was it the abalone in the front? No, it was like some kind of cone shell, but cut in like cross-section. I remember uh, when everyone discovered, uh, I don't know when it was, it must have been like in the early 70s, Hey, everybody, you can use an abalone shell for an ashtray. <laughs> and uh, from there on in, it was uh, abalone everywhere. Everyone putting their cigarettes out in the beautiful abalone. Yeah. But uh, I had, uh, I made a move at the Pukas, too. Not because I was uh, any sort of uh, uh, fashion miser, but because it just had to be done. It was almost a mandate that you had to get puka shells yeah. in 1976. Although, I was such a poor bastard, and they, they, they were like 12 bucks. You had to, I went you down had to, go to the, the beach and string them yourself. No, I got the no. plastic oh. pukas. <laughs> Humiliation. <laughs> there were clip-ons, too, uh, I, I believe. So, um, uh, Sonny, the, uh, Sonny, did you bring us any pukas? No, actually, I didn't. No. I, my sister's been making, and she gave me this necklace, so... Oh, she uh, actually, uh, what did she do? Just go and collect them and drill them out and string them and the whole thing? Yep. Oh, boy, that is, uh, that's the beauty of Hawaii. You don't, uh, you just uh, fill your day with whimsical hobbies. Well, here we just avoid gunfire and inhale smog. Isaac. Yes. You're 16. Um, yeah. Well, actually, okay. A couple of nights ago, actually, it was Thursday night, um, I guess a week ago. Um, me and my girlfriend were having sex, right? And we fell asleep naked on the couch, and then her parents came in. Oh, boy, and, is that stupid. Yeah. What were you thinking? I don't know. Well, didn't, were, you were at her house? Yeah. Did you, did her folks, uh, die in a, a plane wreck, or did you not know that they were coming home after the theater, or? Well, they were, they're pretty sound sleepers. It was pretty late. It was like, oh, they were home. Oh. oh, they were home. Oh, uh, well, okay, I'm going to uh, deduct one stupidity point and then add, add it right back on, because at first I thought they were out of the house and they came home to find you two sleeping on the couch, which is, uh, you really have to be a moron to pull that stunt. So I will deduct a point for that, but I'm now going to add one for, for, add two. for banging your, I'm adding two and a half now, for banging your girlfriend in the living room while her folks were in the next room. Well, actually, it was the bonus room. The bonus room? Yeah. Is that like uh, is that what the rumpus room becomes when you get when you get laid? I guess so. Any room you get laid in is apparently the bonus room. <laughs> Anyways, um, but um, tonight she just broke up with me because I haven't really talked to her since. Uh, well, what did her folks do when they came in and discovered you guys sleeping in the nude? They really didn't say much. I mean, which is kind of worse than them yelling at me. But um, they certainly said something to her, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Did they wake you up? No, we were, uh, well, actually, um, a light was on, like, when I woke up, and then, like, they came in. So, I think they saw us before that, obviously. Uh, huh. So, they turned the light on? Yeah, and then they came in later, after I got dressed. Uh -huh. Were you supposed to be sleeping over? No. 
You... All right, what's your oh, question boy. for us? Well, anyways, okay. All right. She just broke up with me, mm -hmm. and she says it was because of, like, other issues and not because of her parents, and mm -hmm. I'm really confused. What know? are the other issues? Yeah, I, uh, just, like, um, she thinks I was being kind of too jealous of her, like... I, I can just imagine somebody that would do this sort of thing. There would be other issues. You know what I'm saying? Well, there's certain brashness yeah, and arrogance right. uh, here, but it doesn't really fit well with the, the personality profile I've put together from Isaac so far. Okay. Right. Uh, there's a, a certain um, uh, laissez-faire attitude you have towards sex in other people's houses. But, um, Isaac, here's, what, here's my take on this thing. And, Sonny, you, um, you, uh, as a man who's had sex, uh, because um, uh, Stone kids. is a... Oh, it's three kids. Yeah. Oh, okay. So at least three times now, unless they're triplets. Uh, you'll back me up on this. Uh -huh. um, she is bold enough to have sex in her house while her parents are home and then let her boyfriend sleep over. Yeah. She's defiant yeah, enough. She's, she's angry with her parents. If her folks came in and said, I forbid you from seeing this uh, young uh, boy, Isaac, she would defy them again. This is not a mama's girl. Mama's girls and people that mind their parents' wishes will not have sex in the house, uh, up the hall, and then uh, fall asleep, uh, legs akimbo, uh, nuts to the wind, while, uh, while her parents uh, walk into the room. Right. She would defy them. Yep. So she just wants to break up with you, Isaac. Okay. What do you think, Sonny? I think that's the issue, for yeah. sure. Yeah. She, she would defy them. She'd crawl out the window and come out of your house and have sex with you. So she wants to break up. Okay. And she even told you as much. She yeah. didn't even blame it on her parents. No. Well, she kind of did, but... Well, if she really, if she was really, really into you... Now you're she... saying she blamed it on the parents? Before you said it was because of some issues. Oh, please. Isaac? Well, it's a, it's a mixture of the two, I think. Okay. The world's most, uh, the most selective memory is uh, in the heads of our listeners. All right, Isaac? Yes? Here's the bottom line. This is what I've learned from... Um, 30, no, how many years have I been dating? Uh, started when I was 27, I'm 33 now. Six years. From six years of dating. Um, ultimately, whatever people want is what they ask for. It's not because their friends don't like you. It's not because their folks don't like you. It's not because uh, you live across town. It's not because you go to rival schools. It's uh, not because of this or because of that. It's not because you're in the goth scene and she's into the new wave scene. It's because uh, they don't want to be with you anymore. Or, uh, conversely, if they're really into you, nothing will be able to stop them from being close to you. Sonny, am I right? That's Absolutely. what I figured. The, uh, the puka man, uh, the primo man has spoken. <laughs> got to get some of that primo beer back here. Everyone tells me it's horrible beer. I don't know if the Hawaiians are known for their beer making. But and I loved it when I was 13. It wasn't that good. 13? As I told you, it was the first beer I ever drank was that primo beer. Well, I, no, you didn't say you were 13. Yeah, I did. Oh, four, 13, 14. Yeah, I did say 13. Here was my deal. You know how, uh, Sonny, uh, I'll talk to you because Drew didn't grow up in a realistic environment, but you coming from the uh, tough streets of uh, Malahajo and uh, <laughs> me coming from the bad streets of North Hollywood, we know what it's like, uh, peer pressure and whatnot. We know it's like to run with a tough crowd and uh, to, have, you know, to be drinking beer at an early age. I think I started drinking beer when I was five years old. Oh, really? I used uh, to run up and um, get my grandpa his primo, and I'd have a few sips on the way down. From the from the corner market? 
No, just from up, upstairs in the Oh, really? In the house. Wow, see, Grandpa had him trained. And uh, in, in beer was bad tasting when, when we were real little. I mean, you winced, but you drank it because uh, it was sort of a rite of passage into manhood and your friends were drinking and whatnot. But I'd always drink it, you know, the Mickey's Big Mouth and stuff and make a face. But I drank this Primo once, and it was like an epiphany I had when I was 13. I said, hey, this is good. I think you'd still make a face if you drank Mickey's Big Mouth. <laughs> Actually, I would, yeah. <laughs> drinking some out of a, a simulated green barrel, just uh, a little frightening. But the, the point is, is I like this Primo, and uh, no sooner did I find a beer that I enjoyed at uh, age 13 than it uh, somehow disappeared off the shelves of the 7-Eleven, and I guess can only be found in uh, Hawaii. Or is it gone from Hawaii it's, now? It's so. gone. Oh, boy. Somebody must have a reserve of Primo within the sound of my voice. I would, I'd like them to uh, ship a six-pack to Loveline so I could relive uh, my tender years. And Drew, you could uh, you could watch me relive my infamous uh, infamous uh, beer chugging peanut digesting competition in which I uh, vomited into uh, Dave Sorensen's upstairs trash can. I'm so, I'm just I'm so proud of you tonight. Thank you, Sonny. You've you've thrown up a few times from drinking, haven't you? Yeah, I've um, prayed to the porcelain god a I, few times. I I would reckon that I have thrown up either voluntary or uh, involuntary from drinking. Drew, how many, you've never thrown up from drinking? Oh, maybe once. <laughs> you made me spit on my sleeve. I would say that I've thrown up in this country uh, 15 to 18 times and probably five times in Tijuana for a grand total of uh, low low to mid-20s. Sonny, what can I put you down for? I've thrown up probably about at least that many times in yeah. probably 20 different countries. Oh, really? Oh yeah, well he's on tour. You see, I, I just had to. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't have that he's option an athlete, as a young he's an athlete. Oh, I could just see him paddling out in a nice uh, chum slick of vomit uh, behind the board. All right, uh, Sonny Garcia's here. He is a uh, big time surfer and alcoholic, but he's also a uh, father and a purveyor of puka. And uh, we'll be back with more of Sonny, Drew, and you after this. Hello. Why don't you try rapping at this time? Yo, yo, kick some flavor and stuff in love and line. I'll be right back in a minute. I'm sorry, that was really bad. You're just not street like me. Hey, it's Mark Schlereth. Now, if you don't know who I am, I've been a broadcaster for ESPN for the last 15 years. Before that, my former life, I was a football player. 12 years, multiple Pro Bowls, three World Championship rings, and 29 different surgeries. And I want to invite you to listen to my brand new podcast where we focus on the NFL through my eyes. All opinions are mine, and all of my opinions should be adopted by you immediately so you sound smart in front of your buddies. It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. You can get it at iTunes, or you can go to my homepage at podcastone.com. Hi, this is David Allen Greer, and you are listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and the one and only Dr. Drew. Yes, you is. And, uh... Who was in here earlier? Tom Silver was in here, the uh, fabulous hypnotist. And uh, then uh, he made way for Sonny Garcia. Sonny is here to uh, promote the uh, Board Riders uh, Expo. Sonny is uh, a native of Hawaii and is a uh, big-time, uh, big-wave uh, surfer, something um, I, would, I would never do 
Although, um, I do have a strange attraction to the sea. Huh. I, I think love... everybody does. Oh, they do? Yeah, but mine's better. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm attracted even more. I, uh, I've never done this in my life, but uh, the, the thing that the, the reoccurring um, theme I have in my head is sitting on a beach and watching 30-foot waves uh, roll in and crash. I, I think that would be just uh, phenomenal. I've been to the beach when there's been six-foot waves and, and, and found it to be uh, pretty breathtaking, but I could only imagine what uh, a huge swell on the uh, north shore uh, of, of Hawaii or uh, Oahu or uh, what's the uh, what's the big Oahu, Oahu would, would be like. I just uh, couldn't imagine that, and I certainly couldn't imagine intentionally uh, paddling out into uh, the vortex of that storm, but uh, that's what Sonny does, So um, and he doesn't wear a helmet either. You wear shorts and stuff, though, don't you? Just shorts. Yeah, you don't, you don't need a, a wetsuit in Hawaii, do you? No, the water's really warm. Even during the uh, winter, right? They don't have a winter, do you? How do you know when it's winter? The only difference between winter and summer is maybe it rains a couple of extra days in the winter. Right. And uh, that didn't that never stopped you from doing anything over there. And Hawaii's really weird because it'd be raining and then pow, it's the, the middle of summer. Right. Which uh, is uh, different than a lot of parts around here. Anyway, uh, Board Riders Expo. 25th and 26th at the uh, Pyramid, which is uh, CSU Long Beach. Uh, okay, Drew, you'll be there? Sure. You'll be, uh, you'll be on one of those boards. Uh, remember those flat boards that had the, uh, had the ball in the middle of right. it, and you could sort of uh, hone your balance skills? they even have that anymore? I'm, uh, you know what I'm talking about? No. It was just a flat board. There's, there's a famous picture of uh, Hugh Hefner doing that. Right. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, there, there. It was real hot in the late '60s, yeah. early '70s, or something. It's a, a board about with, the size of a of a large skateboard, with like a small rolling pin under it, with a rolling pin in the middle. Actually, a big yeah, rolling yeah, pin, no, no, and you just that. sort of get on it and 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 stand on it till you get too stoned and then fall off and hurt yourself. All right, uh, Jared. Yes. You're 26. Yes. You're on with Sonny Garcia. Good evening, gentlemen. I've got to say, Adam Drew, you guys have a hell of a show. Keep up the good work. Thank you. I got a couple of questions for Sonny. Sonny, since uh, Mark Fu's death, um, has your attitude or uh, ability to surf big waves changed at all? Have you, have you gotten more conservative, or, or do you not care? Um, what happened to him? Well, I think well, Mark um, drowned at um, Mavericks up in San Francisco. Um, since Mark's death, um, I don't think, you know, it, to me it's, you know, you're going to die one day and, you know, for Mark, um, he enjoyed surfing big waves, and that's what he did. And is Mavericks real big? It gets really big. It gets just as big as Hawaii. So what? Uh, what? Ha- it's cold and, though. And you got yeah, sharks. Yeah, it's cold. And yeah, you have to use a wetsuit. Yeah. And uh, crazy homosexuals attacking you on the beach. What? Um, and uh, overpriced chowders. That's really scary there. What happened to him? He was out uh, on a big day. Um, I think the the board actually hit him and the knocked him unconscious yeah. and. You know, Nobody's watching? And, and Yeah, they didn't notice where he was. You know, uh. the waves are so big, um, they found him later. Uh. So that was unfortunate. And uh, But if he was wearing that helmet uh, I was advocating earlier on in the show, perhaps he'd uh, still Maybe be he here. Maybe he was wearing a helmet, but, you know, we all take our chances and, um, you know. So it hasn't it hasn't stopped you uh, from surfing the big me, waves? Nor has it stopped anybody else. It's, it's just a hazard of the trade. Jared? Yes. You a surfer? Yes, I am. I've been for about 12 years now. I think it's something you got to get into early. 
Yeah. I, I really do. Yeah, I started early in high school, and it was tough to learn the first first few hundred times I went out. But after that, it got better. You know, I'm scared to go surf, and I'll tell you why. Because I'm, I'm scared it may take. You might like it. And here's the deal. Sonny makes a nice living surfing. Uh, I wouldn't. And I have a lot of friends who surf. Biggest losers in the world. They can't hold down jobs. Uh, too busy surfing. They're still living at home. Surfing becomes a religion is the problem. And these poor bastards, uh, uh, they start going nuts because they read the paper at uh, 6 in the morning. And it, the swells up. And they're sitting at work and they're breaking out in a cold sweat. And before you know it, they just pick up, uh, jump in their beat-up van and uh, head down to Malibu. And then they get fired. And then they move back home again. Every uh, guy I know living at home surfs. <laughs> I'll never give my kid a surfboard. I'll tell. Here's what I'm going to do to my kid, Sonny. I'm going to tell him this. If I give you the surfboard, uh, it, it will be no hobby. You will join the circuit. <laughs> or you'll never surf once in your life. I will not have you doing this. Uh, I, I have a bunch of friends that are like this close to being good enough to do it for a living, but not quite. So they just spend th their entire life doing it. And their parents are committing suicide as we speak. Jared, is that you? Yes. You're 26, right? Yeah. You haven't had a good job yet, have you? Actually, I've got a great job. I teach snowboarding. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? All right. You found a way. But you're still living at home, aren't you? No, I'm, I'm not. Actually, I live about 300 miles away from home. I live in Lake Tahoe. Really? Uh, yeah. full, full, full time? Yeah. It, it works out to, to be quite a few hours when the, winter's, when the winter's here. And what do you do during the summer months? Eh, just odd jobs, whatever gets you by. Right. Surfer guy. Walk around, do a little cleanup around the construction yard, and uh, foreman yelling at you for wearing uh, Zoris. <laughs> do they call them Zoris anymore, Drew? No, okay. never did. In fact. Okay, those would be uh, the thong shoes. All right, Jared, anything else for Sonny? No, that's it. Just uh, keep up the good work, guys. All right, take Thanks. care of yourself. Thanks. You never called those uh, shoes Zoris? Those, uh, never. Chap flaps? Slaps. Uh, slaps? Oh, all right, you know what we're talking about, don't you? I think I do. Bill! Hey. Hey, you're 19. Um, yeah, I have a question. Um, I recently, well, I have an ex-girlfriend. Um, I moved away from L.A. quite a few hundred miles, and she's all of a sudden calling me. We broke up about two years ago, and now she's calling me all of a sudden, sending me, you know, pictures and, and whatnot. Um, Why'd you break up? Well, what kind of pictures? Well, <laughs> you get the idea. Really? Huh? Really explicit pictures? Well, not too explicit. You know, it's kind of like, you know, like Victoria's Secret type, you know. Really? You know, PG-13, nothing nothing nudity, nothing like that. Uh-huh. But, um, no, well, to answer Drew's question, um, we, we didn't break up like a fierce breakup or anything. It was more like, um... Like, we just went our separate ways. We just stopped calling each other, this and that, you know. My best friend was going out with her best friend. We were just going out like that, but, you know, she's extremely attractive. And um, I have a chance to go down there. Um, and are you talking about oral sex, or are you talking about no, visiting her? Nothing ever happened about that. You've never had sex with her? No. Well, what were you doing? Just kissing? Well, you know, touchy-feely. Have you that. asked her why she's suddenly showing interest? Huh? Have you asked her why she's suddenly showing interest? Um, I, I don't know whether I should ask her, you know. I don't that would know. be no. I've kind of hinted around it, you know. You know what I love about our show, our listeners? They're uh, one of the few listeners uh, on radio that actually use tele uh, telepathy to answer. 
they think their answer, but they don't always verbalize it, and then they'll move on to the second question or the second thought. It's amazing. I, I know, Bill, I channeled that. <laughs> uh, you were you're thinking no, and then moving on with uh, number two. Yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, Bill? Yeah. Why, uh, go visit her then. What the hell? Um, you just don't trust her motivation? Is yeah, that the problem? I, yeah. I don't understand. You don't know what she's up to. Well, you're not going to find out unless you go down there and figure it out. Yeah. Just don't I'm get sucked in something you don't want to do. Are you a virgin, Bill? No. <laughs> no. We'll go down there and see, see if somebody you're interested in. Go see what the deal is. It sounds a little spooky. It's a little aggressive and a little funny. But, you know, I mean, listen, we're, we're busily encouraging women to be more aggressive. So, <sighs> But I don't know. Driving uh, long distances to uh, see a woman. Uh, oh, yeah. You had that, that once, don't <laughs> uh, Big mistake. Um, but if she's a beautiful woman... Then she's worth the drive. Well, that's what I thought, but uh, this woman had, uh, uh, in, in the in the the month, it took me a month, like from the time I met her at uh, Barney's Beanery out here. She lived in uh, San Diego. She uh, put on weight like a uh, like a uh, like a Thanksgiving goose, like like she was actually being fed intravenously. Uh, this woman, in I assume sleep. she knows who she is. She dated Adam Carolla when? Give me a date. When did you go down to San Diego to see her? Um, uh, this, uh, well, let's see, uh, when did I hit rock bottom? Uh, 1985, 86 Mid-80s, uh, please contact us here at Loveline. I would love to speak with you. Maybe, uh, allow you a chance to give Adam some feedback for the way he carries on here. Well, him. listen, she was... A and how you perceived him, maybe, uh, when he arrived on your doorstep. Doesn't, I, listen, I don't want to be cruel. She was a very attractive, uh, woman. She just had uh, put on uh, a substantial amount of weight in a short period of time. Either that or I was uh, drunk or something. Uh, a wonderful personality. But I was pining for my uh, old girlfriend was to prom. And uh, I drove out to San Diego, and uh, she was very excited to see me. And uh, I wanted to leave uh, when <laughs> I got there. Yeah. And uh, thought of excuses. Uh, I, I slept over that night, and then the following morning, uh, immediately uh, made a beeline for the front door. And her friend cut me off at the door, and she said, oh, "I can't even remember her name. Uh, well, whatever it was. Uh, Susie took the day off work so she could be with you." And I was like, uh, "Have a doctor's okay. appointment or something." No. Uh, then at that point, I went right for the booze. Caved in. Uh, I caved in and went right for the liquor cabinet. I said, "All right, uh, uh, let's let's have a drink. Let's uh, let's relax, everybody. We're digging in for the long haul here. I can tell. And uh, boy, that was a it was a long haul. And uh, she was down, came down to my house to surprise me uh, midweek oh, the following week. Hear about this part? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh boy, oh. oh boy, boy, the mistakes you make. Can you have more booze? Uh, no, at that uh, at that point, I just caved in. I just. Uh, uh, <laughs> and tomorrow night, or uh, Sunday night, we'll continue. With yeah, story. all right, we'll finish that, and uh, we'll be back with more uh, sunny and more. Uh, of course, I want to know immediately. We go to commercial. All right. All right. I'm 
Paul Williams. And I'm Tracy Jackson. And the Gratitude and Trust podcast is grateful for... Louis Black, good afternoon. I did find out yesterday that actually the easiest time to clean is not when you're drinking, but when you're hungover. <laughs> From the acknowledgement page, Judd Apatow. Judd, welcome. It's great to be here. Emilio Estevan and Gloria Estevan. I am honored and a huge fan as well, by the way. It's as if you put a frown on the thinker. That's Richard Lewis. And I say bang in Yiddish, that means loving and buying a present and taking them after you have an orgasm to the San Ysidro Ranch. That's Yiddish expression. Banging. Download new episodes of Gratitude and Trust every Tuesday at iTunes and PodcastOne.com. Please come and visit. All right, Sonny Garcia is here, and uh, oh, we're uh, plumb out of time. All right, uh, the Board Riders Expo, the 25th and 26th. Uh, it is the Pyramid, CSU Long Beach, uh, sponsored by Ford, Spy, Eyewear, and Smirnoff, the um, uh, booze of lushes. Uh, oh, and I'm taking this bottle home, am I not? Yes. Smirnoff with the citrus twist. It'll be gone before I hit the freeway. All right, Sonny, thank you very much. Thank you. Stone, uh, thank you, and mahalo, and uh, until next... Oh, I also want to thank uh, Marshall for... Uh, I'm all screwed up. You're, you're a mess tonight. Yeah, I want to thank... Uh, Tom. <laughs> all right, Tom Jim. Silver. All right, thank you. <laughs> Tom Silver, uh, Marshall's another man. Tom Silver for uh, helping us out and being a good sport tonight. So until next time, this is Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Good, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. Mom. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.